Welcome to Life Church. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. And again, it is so great to be with you this weekend. And uh, before we get into the weekend, uh, the message today, I just want to kind of give a greater update. This is your giving above and beyond around the corner, around the world, making a difference uh, in our world for Jesus. And so last month, in the month of July, you gave over $70,717.78. That's amazing. In the middle of the summer, that's one of the largest summer um, gifts that we've received as far as offerings in this, in the history of the church. It's one of the best Julys. And then year to date, you've given oh, $384,787.63. If you were in this room with me live today, you would be applauding and, and just kind of going nuts. This is just great. And I just want to say thank you. I, I just want to say thank you. Again, I think in times of like we're living in, and any time, but especially in times like this, it's always best to be known what you're for. Uh, not just what you're against, but what are you for? What are you about? And not just by your words, but by your actions. And so Life Church, that's, you're that kind of church. You're, you are about those that are far away from Jesus. You're about spreading the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ around the corner and around the world. So I just wanna say thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for what you're gonna to continue to do. In these next several months, we're gonna have some more opportunities for you to continue to invest of your time and your talent and your treasure uh, as we continue to not let this pandemic, this epidemic, this coronavirus, this COVID-19 stop us at all. We are the church of Jesus Christ and we are advancing, amen. 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 Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. I'm going to do a, a message today that's, that I love this time in, 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 of preaching. In the summertime, I get an opportunity to be able to get some time away. And so thank you. The last several weeks, I've been able to just kind of catch my breath and take a break and, and uh, probably as much needed as any time that I've pastored here uh, at Life Church and, and been able just to kind of um, really, when I get to do this, I get to spend time with my wife and with my kids and just, just kind of decompress. And, uh, and just really in these times, I began to these are intentional times for me, especially about every July, I kind of take a, a sabbatical, just kind of a break, three, four weeks where I just kind of, uh, just kind of relax, kind of think, kind of pray, kind of process. And, uh, and it's a time that I typically kind of do kind of a half time where I go back through my journal and, and that's what I have today. This is just a, a daily journal that I just have notes and everything written on. And, and I was going back through and just praying and processing about what I was going to preach this weekend. And I've got a message for next weekend. You don't want to miss. You don't want to be a. You, you don't. You want to be a part. Uh, you want to be a part of that. But this weekend is a is a totally different message than next weekend. This weekend is is it's it's out of an overflow. It's just out of. And I found myself in a rhythm of God kind of speaking to me, and kind of um, the Holy Spirit. Those those times, those whispers of the Holy Spirit, just kind of on my pages. This reoccurring theme. And so I just jotted some things down and kind of went through. And I think though that today, this is gonna help you. This is gonna help you stay on track with whatever it is that God's called you to do. Whether right now you are just trying to pay the bills and, 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 and keep your head above water, 
whether right now God is opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out blessings upon you so great you don't have room enough to contain it, whether right now you're in a season of transition, whether, whether, whether you're having to make some heavy decisions, maybe this is a season of rest for you. Whatever the season that you find yourself in, whatever the, the temptation that you're, that you're facing, whatever the dilemmas that are in front of you, I think this is one of those messages. And it's one of those themes that the Holy Spirit has been bringing me back to over and over and over again that I think will be helpful and beneficial to you. I wanna talk about our soul for a moment. I wanna talk about what's not seen. I'm not gonna ask you to say anything. I'm not gonna ask you to, to do anything, but you may wanna grab a, a pad of paper and a pen and you may wanna jot this down. I'm gonna give you some scriptural references as we walk through. But this is the thought, not about what's on the external, not about what everybody sees, but what's on the internal, what's on the motives. We know in scripture that, that God doesn't judge us from the external, but from the internal. When we stand before God, we're not gonna be judged on what everybody else saw. We're gonna be judged on our heart, on what's on the internal part of us. Today, I don't wanna talk about the fruit that's in your life. I don't wanna talk about your actions. I don't wanna talk about your, what's happening. You know, uh, again, if I look at a tree, I can tell what kind of tree it is by the leaves and by the fruit that it bears. The same thing is true in our life, but I wanna go deeper than that. And this is for you. So, 1 Samuel chapter 16, the Bible says this. It says that the Lord does not look at things the way man looks on. But man looks on the outward appearance. But God looks on the heart. The Lord does not look at things the way man looks on them. But man looks on the outer appearance, but God looks on the heart. How is your soul today? How is the part of you that no one else sees doing today? How are the rhythms of your life, the choices of your life, the decisions of your life, how are they playing out in your life today? Are you pleased? Well, I mean, I don't know, Pastor, how, how do I know that? Well, for me, it's real simple. Peace is a rule in my life. And when I don't have peace about a decision or peace about a pathway or peace about an opportunity or peace about choices that I'm making, I, if I'm in unrest, uh, there's something that's not right. But when there's peace about a decision or peace about a pathway or peace about a choice or a decision, I I know that I'm right where I'm supposed to be doing. There could be chaos going on around me. There, there could be crisis going around me. It's not that it's always easy, but it's, there's just peace. So like when you lay your pillow, your head on your pillow at night, are there just so many things swirling around in your head? <laughs> you can't sleep. And I'm not talking because of a physical situation. I'm talking because of things in your soul choices that you've made that day, decisions that you're involved in, maybe sin that you've allowed, or, or even sometimes we just kind of, we don't fall into sin, but we, we never really intended to be there. And it just creates a certain amount of angst. I know for me in my own life, I just, uh, even over these last couple of weeks, it's just in my time of prayer and reflection and just journaling and just, just some spiritual disciplines that I have, the, the Holy Spirit really is checking my soul and really just kind of, 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 of this examination. Because if you don't examine your soul, who's going to? 
Right? We, none of us are given the right to, to judge a man's heart or a woman's heart. We, we can judge the fruit, but the root of the tree, the, the heart of the individual, that, that's between you and God. And so if you're not doing that, you know God's going to, but if you're not doing that, then how do you course correct? How do you make changes? What do you do? And so I think the thing is, is that I know in my own life over these last several weeks, there's just been moments and times where the Holy Spirit is just like, Aaron, it's, there's just not peace in this. Aaron, you just, we need to pull back over here. Aaron, pay attention to this a little bit. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's sin, but it could be leading that way. It could be going that way. It, it could be just things that are happening and things that maybe I'm allowing into my life or influences into my life that began to manifest themselves. There's a fruit that begins to produce, but it all comes back from the root, which is my heart. How's your heart today? How is your heart today? Three critical thoughts I want to give you today when you talk about caring for your soul. How do I care for my soul? What do I do? These are things that I'm doing, I've done. Again, this is in my notes here and, and my journal here. But the first thing is, is go to school on your soul. Go to school on your soul. Don't take this lightly. This is a full court press, began to dig in and began to not just repress and not just push away, not just wait till tomorrow, but really look into your heart and really examine your heart and, and just take a moment. I mean, we, we, we know how to do this. We just don't often take the time. The Bible even instructs us in various things that we do, spiritual activities that we should examine our heart first before we partake of communion. That Paul tells us to examine our hearts so that we don't take of this communion cup and bread unworthily. See, the internal always leaks out externally. The internal always leaks out externally. What's happening on the inside of you will come out. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Proverbs 4, 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Go to school on your own soul. Above everything else that you've got in your life, above everything else that you've got going on in your world, above everything else that's happening, take time to guard your heart. Above all the boxes that you have to check and above all the to-do lists that you have to do and above all of the, of, of the expectations that you have to meet, above all of the checks you have to write and all the bills you have to pay and all the errands you have to run, above all the decisions that you have to make, above all the conversations, above all the emails that you have to respond to, above all else in your life, guard your heart. Why? Because out of your heart will flow every issue of your life. Out of your heart will flow every issue of your life. Let me say this, a healthy soul is the greatest gift you can give to people that you love. A healthy soul is the greatest gift you can give to people that you love. The greatest gift you could give to your marriage, to your spouse, is to have a healthy soul. The greatest gift you could give to your children is to have a healthy soul. The greatest gift you could give to your neighbors and your friends and your coworkers and the people that are in your world is to have a healthy soul. Because if you are healthy, if your soul is healthy, if above all other things you have properly guarded your heart, then the issues that flow out of your life will be good. They'll, they'll, they'll manifest good, healthy fruit in your life. But if you don't deal with your soul, if you don't go to school on your own soul, you'll just have window dressing. Oh, you'll look great. 
You may smell great. You can cover a lot of things up with perfume. But on the inside, you're dying and you're hurting. You know, you see people sometimes and you look like, they look like they've got it all and they've got it all together. Then something happens and this collapses in their life or this, this relationship begins to falter or, or this falls apart. And you're like, how did this happen? Because they worried about the fruit, but not the root. They, they took care of everything else, but they didn't go to school on their own soul. They never did this. And can I tell you, no one else is gonna go to school on your soul, but you. One of the key ways to do this is just take time to be self-aware. Just think about your actions. Involve people, brothers and sisters in Christ, to speak into your life. Be in community with one another, life groups. Have a time where you're learning from others and you're letting them speak into you. Even if you disagree, you're just having that time. You know, we tell our kids this all the time. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Let people speak in and become self-aware. Let the Holy Spirit speak in. God will speak to you if you will just give him time and room and space to do so. Again, these last couple of weeks, just on taking some vacation, I had a lot of great times with my family. We went to my daughter's high school graduation, happened, and, and we had a graduation gathering for her, and we've had in-laws and outlaws in, and thank God, no, no, no fatalities, no, no, no harm there. It was all good. We, we, we've spent time at the lake, and man, we have, we've been out in the sun, and, and we, we, we've, we have, have sat by the campfire, and we've done all of the things that I love about Wisconsin in the summer time. But I've just created times in my days to go, you know what? I can do anything I want to do with this day. I just need to spend some time. Holy Spirit speak. Just take a walk. Push everything else out. Take the earbuds out. Turn the phone off. Leave it back at the house, at the cabin, at the cottage, and just go for a walk and just God speak. It's amazing how he'll speak if we'll just give him room and time to do so. See, the problem is in our life is that many people will applaud you and I for things in our lives that will rob us of our own souls. Many people will applaud you and I for things in our lives, accomplishments, actions, activities that will rob our own souls. Your work, they'll applaud you for giving extra time and going above and beyond. There, Ministry, we say this all the time, don't let the work of God kill the work of God in you. Whether you're, whether you're in vocational ministry or you're in, 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 you're in marketplace ministry, at some point you've got to pull back, you've got to pull away. You've just got to make sure that you go to school on your own soul. So the second thing, I, I observation, the critical thought that I have is this, is aggressively body check your personal ambitions. Aggressively body check your personal ambitions. When it comes to your soul, when it comes to the health of what only you and God know, you have to be aggressive about going at this. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse nine. First Chronicles 28, verse nine. It says, for the Lord searches every man's heart and understands his motives. For the Lord searches every man's heart and understands his motives. God's looking at your heart. God's examining your heart. What's in your heart? The, the Bible, there, you know, if you, do a, if you do kind of a study on this, there are 734 things that the Bible says that a man or a woman's heart contains. And they're not all good. 
The heart has an ability to, to, to keep things that are good and keep things that are bad. It's a whole plethora. It's a whole smorgasbord. It's an entire buffet of things that can be in your heart. It's like a garage or a storage unit. It's just, it just collects. And sometimes you even forget and I forget what's in my heart and, or I'm going so fast that I'm just not paying attention. And so what happens is, is that I, I just keep going because I think I'm doing right and my intentions are right. But the truth of the matter is my actions are not. Why? Because the fruit of my life is, 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 is playing out from the root of the tree of my life. And the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes I don't even realize what's going on in my heart, but God does. So aggressively check your personal ambitions. Why are you doing what you do? Why are you where you are? Why, why, why are you spending the energy, the time, the effort in this area or in that area? Why are you investing over here or, and not over there? What, what's going on? What's driving you? Just body check it like a hockey game. I don't know if you've ever been to a hockey game before, but I, I was raised in the South. And so ice is something that we don't deal really, really well with. But after moving to the upper Midwest, I was able to go, not just see it on TV, which sometimes that's a little difficult to pay attention to because of the size of the rink and the puck is so small and all of that. And so I, I was invited actually was given some tickets to go watch a, watch a hockey game, a Blackhawk game in, in Chicago. And so Ryan Coggins and I, we, we went and little did I know how awesome this was going to be. It, it was at the United Center and it was right there. It was center ice right on the glass. And oh my goodness. Now Ryan told me, look, not all the seats are this good and, and it's different in different parts of the room, but like there, it was amazing. Cause these guys, it was like full contact football meets MMA on like, on just like on steroids, like on high speed. Cause these guys are all on these skates and they're zipping and going and they would just check one another, boom, right up next to the glass. I mean, just, it was right there coming at you, but yet you were protected. You felt like they were going to be in your lap and it was the action and the excitement and the power and you could hear everything. And I'll never forget just sitting there and a, a guy, a couple of seats down had this full glass of beer and he made the fatal mistake of putting it right there on the seal right next to the glass. And man, this one, one player checks this other player and that beer just went all over. I mean, I had three rows back. It's just everywhere. Thank God it didn't hit me. Amen. But I'm just saying like, it was like, that's what I'm talking about. Full court, don't pull back, body check it. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I being where I am? What, what's happening? Because again, let me say this, what happens in our life is, is many times we are, um, we're applauded. I just said it a minute ago, we're applauded for things that will rob our own soul. And the truth of the matter is, is that we do it for the applause of man. You can do good things for wrong reasons. You, you can do ministry for wrong reasons. You, you can do things with your family for wrong, wrong reasons. What's your ambition? What's your drive? What's the why behind what you're doing? What's the why behind your business? What's the why behind your career? What's the why behind your choices? What's the why behind your whatever you fill in the blank? Why are you here today? Why are you watching online? Why are you sitting live in this room? Why are you, why? What, why? We just talked about, we celebrated an amazing month of July of giving. And, and why are you giving 
all that you're giving and the generosity, what's the why behind it? You gotta aggressively check your own motives because God knows. And ultimately those things, those, those root issues, those things that are unseen in your soul, they'll begin to come out. They'll begin to come out. See, what's unseen does not mean that it's unimportant. The reason why you do something is not unimportant. The Bible says that when we stand before God, there will be people who will say, but I did this in your name. I cast out devils in your name. I, I raised the dead in your name. I, I healed the sick in your name. And, and, and Jesus said in that moment, I'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, you worker of sin, I never knew you. How is it that we can do these right external things, but yet be, be wrong? It's our heart, it's our soul, it's our ambition. If my ambition at Life Church to pastor, to lead multi-site campuses and, and missions and all, if it's about me, it's wrong. I can be doing the right thing, but it's wrong. If a missionary is about, about just raising money and, and not really caring about the people that they're going to serve in some far-flung far place on the planet, if their motives are wrong, they're wrong. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It's my, what, what counts is my motive. What counts is my heart. What counts is my soul. And so what is unseen, what is invisible, is more important than what is visible and what's seen. And the only way to keep that right is to aggressively body check my ambitions, to ask myself, why am I? Because God knows. And if you ever want to know, why, I'm, why are you doing something? Just ask the Lord. Lord, your word says that you know. So why is that? The third and the final critical thought when I, to my own soul care, if you would, is grab your calendar by the throat. I know that sounds aggressive. Let me say it again. Grab your calendar by the throat. The calendar is a place where you spend, it's a place where your time and your values come together. We all have the same number of time in a day. You, you, you don't get more time if you're smarter or you're, you, you don't, you, you get 24 hours, I get 24 hours, we all get 24 hours. But, but the truth of the matter is, is that what, where I spend my time, where, what my calendar looks like is truly a picture of what I value. If I value the house of God, whether I'm online or, or whether I'm meeting in person, I'm there. If I value time with the Lord, I'm gonna daily do my soap, my scripture, my observation, my application and my prayer. If I don't, I'm not going to. If, if, I, if I truly value a lost and dying world, I'm gonna give to greater. I'm gonna give to missions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna build the kingdom. I'm gonna love what Jesus loves, which is a local church. I, I'm gonna do that. If I don't, I'm gonna give it lip service, but I'm not gonna really do anything. And so your calendar is the place you can look at and go, this is really what you value. This is really what's most important to you. This is really what it's about. I, I had a situation the last couple of weeks where I had to make such a decision where I had an opportunity to do something that quite frankly, I really wanted to do. And it was uh, quite a, a uh, how would you say, a, um, it was a compliment. It was an honor to be invited to, to, to do this particular thing. But it was in conflict with, a value that I had of something that I needed to be at. 
And so my calendar became in conflict and I could not do both. And I ha either had to choose this one opportunity that may help my career, if you would, may help what I do, or I had to choose this opportunity based upon a relationship that really probably wouldn't, no one else would know, but I would. I could actually probably kind of skirt out of this, this other commitment to kind of go to this career building commitment, but I just processed it and just felt like, nope, I need to be over here. Even if this costs me over here, that's okay. I need to be over here. This is the right thing to do. This is because I want my calendar to reflect the things that I value. If I value time with God, it's gonna be on the calendar. If I value time with my wife, it's gonna be on the calendar. If I value time with my family, it's gonna be on the calendar. If I value work, it's gonna be on the calendar. Amen, I'm not talking about just easy drift away, don't do anything, lazy river kind of. No, I think we should be working and giving of ourselves to whatever God's called us to. But in order to do that, we have to kind of really take charge of these things because what happened is the immediate and the urgent, they, they, they crowd out the important. The immediate and the urgent, they crowd out the important. And, and so, so the truth of the matter is, is that I have to take time. Take time to intentionally get away and check on my soul. That's where I'm going with this. It's what Jesus did. Mark's gospel, chapter one, verse 35 says, in the morning, he having been risen a long time before daylight, he went on and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. In the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went on and departed to a solitary pray, place and there he prayed. If you read the preceding chapters, if you read all of that, you'll see that Mark was Man, he was, uh, not Mark, Mark describes, it wasn't Mark, it was Jesus. He describes what Jesus is doing and all the people he was healing and all the miracles that he was doing. And in that entire Galilee region, uh, the, the, you know, it just, it was his fame was getting known. And so what did he do? He chose on his calendar, on his time to get away, to pray. Because what happens is, is that the immediate and the urgent began to crowd out the important. If God is the number one priority in your life, does it show up on your calendar? It should. How do you know? Look at your calendar. How do you know? Look at your time. If you don't keep a calendar, then I just take the next week or two and just keep a time log and where you're spending your time and then look at it. Again, this is all about a healthy soul. Jesus was spirit-led, not need-led. And so many times in my life, I'm driven by need. I'm driven by whoever needs me next and whatever's needed next and whatever. And the truth of the matter is that's not what God's called me to. He's called me to be led of his Holy Spirit. God knows what's going on. God knows what's, what you need. God, God, God gave you that job and he blessed you and he gave you that family and he blessed you and he, he's given you all that you have and all the opportunity. He's, but just know, that he is leading you, he is speaking to you. If you will just but take that moment and listen. Because what we like to do is kind of go at warp speed, overdrive, spin wheels, make deals. But you cannot live life at warp speed without warping your own soul. So I go back 
to these first couple pages here in my journal. This soul check. How's your soul today? How are you between you and the Lord? How's that relationship? Is there anything that between you and him, you don't have peace about? I'd encourage you, pull back. Maybe re-listen to this sermon. Look back over your notes and understand that he's not judging you on externals, it's internals. The externals are not what's matter, the internal. If you take care of the root of the tree, the fruit will take care of itself. But if you just focus on the fruit, you may one day have a tree that's dead, dying, because the root system is damaged. How are you with the Lord? How are you with the priorities in your life? This is a great time, middle of summer. I know it's crazy going on in the world and there's a lot of crazy that's happening. But guess what? They'll be crazy tomorrow and they'll be crazy next month and crazy next year. But you and your soul, peace, rest. That's my prayer for you. I wanna pray for you today. And if you're far away from Jesus, you can simply say, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. If you're right with Jesus, you simply can just say, God, help me. But all of us take some time to reflect, take care of our soul. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name I pray, I ask that you would speak to us as we push away, as we pull away, as we, as we get alone, just as you did in Mark's gospel, and we simply spend that time with you. I pray that you, oh God, would speak to us. Calm our hearts, calm our souls, calm our spirits. Let your peace, shalom, rest upon us in our lives, in our families, in our relationships, in our businesses, at this church, in the ministry that you've called us to. Help us not to go so quickly through things that we don't take but a moment and check our soul. I pray, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Guide us and lead us into all truth as your word says. In Jesus' name, amen.